0: You love pastries.
1: I do love pastries.
0: I love crime. Not, not committing.
1: Just solving. <laughs> solving. Welcome to He Read, She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today we're discussing thriller and mystery recommendations to get us in the spirit of long, dark evenings and Halloween. I'm Curtis.
0: And I'm Chelsea. Before we give our recommendations, we have another listener question from Katie. She's going to be so tickled that this is like the third question of hers that we answered. She
1: keeps asking good ones.
0: I know. So Katie asks, how many books do you currently have on your TBR pile?
1: Oh, over a hundred.
0: Yeah, it's like infinity long, right? It's
1: at least, <laughs> it. I have like five foot tall bookshelves. I could probably fill one of those bookshelves full of books that I haven't read. If yeah. I stacked them on top of each other, I'm six foot two, it would be taller than me.
0: Okay, so let's rephrase it. What's on your to-be-read pile for the month of October?
1: Ooh, that's a, that's a better one. Um, well, right now I'm reading So You Want to Talk About Race, and I still have to finish The Wolves of Cala by Stephen King, and probably a book or two in the Robert Christ Elvis Cole mystery series, just to get in the spirit of october the comfy mysteries so mm-hmm. a couple of those i think i'm on stalking the angel is the next one
0: and our buddy read and the buddy read a darker shade of magic by v.e schwab
1: what's on your tbr for a month of october
0: oh i mean there are like 20 books that i would like to read but a few that i know that i have to get to um for diverse books club i need to read the complete persepolis which is um, a graphic novel memoir. And for a book club that I run on Facebook with some friends, I need to read A Brush With Death by Allie Smith, which is a cozy mystery. And then usually each month I try and read one nonfiction selection, but I don't know. Oh, no, I just started um, Killers of the Flower Moon. There you go. So that'll be my nonfiction. So those three categories are like priority reads for me. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that I really want to read too. (laughs) Um, But most of the other stuff that's on my list are mysteries. Some Agatha Christie, some good stuff like that.
1: Now you brought up that you lean towards different genres into like different periods of time. What makes thrillers and mysteries like blend in well with October for you? Because I don't really think that way.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people like to read fast-paced thrillers in summer too and I think that's just like if it's page turning that makes it a good beach read.
1: That's yeah I think of those more in the beach read realm.
0: Yeah but there's a different kind of mystery that I really like to read in the fall because it's like usually has to do with setting and it's a little bit maybe slower to me than like a fast-paced thriller more focused on detective stories and crime rather than the like psychological husband and wife domestic drama, which I'm so sick of, which maybe we'll talk about a little bit, but that sort of like darker, grittier, sit down with a cup of tea and just totally get lost in a mystery.
1: So you're thinking Slow Burn, Sherlock Holmes, Hound of the Baskervilles. Yeah, kind of. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of different stuff in that category, but I don't know. There's just something about that that is really cozy to me. I find mysteries really comforting as reads because that's something that I've been reading since I was a kid. But I also just think with the days getting shorter and it gets darker earlier, that sort of like darker book to read and get you in the cozy mood. I don't know. I'm such a mood reader and seasonal reader. And I've always been like that. I'm so not,
1: I've never really been that way, but I can see where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. And then it kind of just gets you in the mindset for end of October is Halloween, getting the yeah. scary stuff out. So thrillers and psychological stuff.
0: I Yeah, I definitely think that's a big part of it is I have always enjoyed Halloween. And I don't like super scary stuff. I don't read horror, which I think a lot of people probably would read this month if that's their thing. So a step down from horror, I think are mysteries and thrillers, and that's where I like to live for October.
1: <laughs> you and I are in the same boat on that one, so yeah, good there. Do we want to talk about series and books that we both enjoy together first? Yeah,
0: let's talk about some of the mysteries that we've both loved. The first one on the list, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, the Cormoran Strike series by Robert Galbraith, a.k.a. J.K.
1: Rowling. Right, so we've read all three together, Yes,
0: either like one right after the other or via audiobook.
1: And the fourth one just came out that we have but have not yet read. So that'll be a perfect October read for us.
0: Definitely. It's taunting me from the shelf. But there's just a couple other books that I was in the middle of.
1: Now I'd say that they're more in the slow burn detective side of the mystery
0: Yeah, they're not quite like noir. No. But they're definitely long yeah. and detailed. I mean,
1: you change a couple of his words and he would be a noir detective. Yeah. Like all he would need to be is like It
0: does have that feeling yeah. a little bit,
1: but British. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you would see Bogart in a British accent going to the pub and having a pint.
0: <laughs> I guess that is. Yeah,
1: then it then it'd be noir, but it, we I love it mainly because of Cormoran that he's just cranky and smart. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm cranky and smart.
0: Yeah. And then the, the will characters are very strong in this series. And I think that's big for me. I think when we think of summer thrillers, it's more plot. You could substitute A, B, and C character in those books and it wouldn't matter. It's just a plot that you can get absolutely lost in to read on the beach. When I think about the fall mysteries... I want characters that I get to know and that I can root for, that sort of become friends. With a
1: mystery that takes a little bit of time to develop. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: So that's what I'm thinking.
1: What I like about this series is, I don't know if it, I think you figured them out earlier than I did just because you have that thinking process, but I enjoy that the the crimes are different and Mm -hmm. they're like, he, she, Robert Galbraith, J.K. Rowling addresses like different societal concerns and then Mm -hmm. the crimes are all different across the spectrum and then just
0: they're not nearly as predictable as other crime novels and because we both read so much mystery we do predict a lot and that doesn't make it a good or bad book for me if I can predict the ending I don't mind as long as I enjoy getting there yeah even if I know from chapter one as long as I enjoy the rest of the book I don't care if I predicted it But these are really fun because I typically don't until way late in the book, if at all. And that is really fun for someone who reads a ton of mystery.
1: I think right out the gate, that's a number one go-to. If you have not read any of the Cormoran Strikes, get out there and read them. They're they're fantastic.
0: The next one is a total 180 from Cormoran Strike, who is a cranky war veteran turned PI. But... The Lady Hardcastle series by T.E. Kinsey is about a lady and her glorified maid. She's more of a companion. And (laughs) you listened to these on audio with me by accident.
1: Well, you had them on when we were driving somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think I just didn't know what to expect. And I heard Lady Hardcastle and I'm like, eh, that's going to be stupid. That's
0: a PBS masterpiece. I don't need to listen to that. And, then, to crap.
1: and then I listened for about 20 minutes and I'm like, <laughs> these characters are amazing.
0: They're hilarious. Yeah. And I think the audio is definitely the way to go with those. Um, because the narrator is just so funny.
1: Quick hitting banter.
0: Lady Hardcastle and Flo are super sassy and just absolutely funny the mysteries are kind of ridiculous it's way more about the characters I mean, they solve a murder they do but like they're they're just goofy <laughs> that's a really fun series Well, a
1: little bit more of their backstory is that uh, lady hardcastle and her husband were spies yes. for the british empire and then they kind of take in Flo as her lady's maid and bring her in on the spying yes
0: so, so they've had adventures But now they want to settle down in the country.
1: But kind of like boxcar children, crimes (laughs) just spurt up out of nowhere. Is it that, or
0: is it that Lady Hardcastle is a busybody and cannot keep to herself, so she goes and finds the crime?
1: I think the crimes are just fine. It's a little
0: bit of both. (laughs) So those are the two series that are on our list. And while they are very different, I think that they're mutually enjoyable for us.
1: Completely agree.
0: So the next couple of books um The Banker's Wife by Christina Alger this one we actually read over summer together
1: That was more beach read quick hitting kind of
0: you know I thought it was but it's important to include it on this list because I think with the setting of being was it like Switzerland and the Alps and sort of like yeah and more winter time and it's it's not a psychological thriller it's like about banking and international crime. In a little bit more politics makes
1: it more fall
0: i do think that you could read this in the fall or winter and get a lot out of that as a seasonal read but mostly we wanted to include it because it was one that we both really liked and enjoyed read within what a day two days it took me a day yeah and so um that one i think especially if you're looking for a mutual read is a good one
1: uh, the next one is Jane Harper's The Dry, and then the new one, Force of Nature. I haven't read that one yet, have you?
0: Yes. Okay. All I right. think Force of Nature is... People didn't quite like it as much as The Dry, and I would agree. But I do think if I would have read it in the fall and expected it to be a different kind of experience from The Dry, that I would have liked it more. Okay. So The Dry was... Um, it took place in like the desert of Australia, um, and it's really atmospheric. Like you can feel the heat.
1: That was a big that was part what, of it.
0: yeah. And that was what people loved about it. Force of nature um, takes place like in the forest. I don't know if I'm even describing that correctly. Still in
1: Australia.
0: Yes. No. Oh, Australia is vast, and there's a lot of different like geography. Never, so never been. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. But force of nature, I think might make for a better one to read in the fall. And if you liked the dry, I think you'll still enjoy it. And um, you'll have to read and tell us what you
1: think. I still like the dry just for the setting that it made you feel and the feelings that it made you feel. And then just the retelling of the crime was Mm -hmm. what really got to me. And I liked it a lot.
0: And it's another one with a detective at the core that you get a little bit of his backstory.
1: And he's kind of a broken dude too. Yeah.
0: And I think throughout this series, we're going to see him Develop, um, Detective Erin Falk, I believe. And um, I saw the ARC copy on Bookstagram for her third one okay. in the series. So I'm excited about that. Our last mutual um, mystery recommendation that we both enjoyed is In the Woods by Tana French. And Tana French, you could not get a better, like, dark, slow burn mystery character study.
1: She's a little bit more... Atmospheric. Yeah, and a little bit more into the psychological, Mm -hmm. I would
0: say. Yeah. And her books can be read in any order. She writes about the Dublin Murder Squad. So each book kind of focuses on a different detective and sort of mentions them in relation to each other, but you don't have to have read one to read the other. In the Woods, I believe, was the first one. It was, yeah. Um, I've read a few other books in that series, But I'm really looking forward to her new book that is coming out. might be in a matter of days. Um, I can put some of the release dates for the newer books that are coming out in the show notes. But The Witch Elm is a new book that she is just coming out with. And um, this one is a standalone. So it doesn't have to do with the Dublin Murder Squad at all. From the description, it sounds creepy and just absolutely wonderful so i'm really looking forward to that one
1: is it kind of like salem witch trials no because or?
0: she sticks with Modern. writing about ireland
1: but, she's irish but it doesn't have anything to do with the dublin murder squad
0: nope totally new and different
1: okay i only read in the woods and i loved it but i just didn't pick up any of the other ones
0: i don't remember what that one was even about i just remember was, that i enjoyed it so
1: there's a crime that relates back to the detective's childhood. Um, Where he went missing in the woods for like a week or something yeah, and came back with no memory. And then there's another murder in the woods when he's a detective and it kind of brings back those memories. So it's like the psychological aspect of that. Like repressed memories and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's the part I like.
0: That's a psychological mystery or thriller that I can get behind. The ones that I'm really annoyed with and want to avoid at all costs, maybe for the rest of my life. But... Um, specifically in this season are the ones where ever since Gone Girl came out, everyone's trying to one-up each other with the domestic psychological thriller, and I liked Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. And there are a few other thrillers like it that I have enjoyed, but I'm just so burned out on the plotline of so and so get married. One person is a psychopath or a narcissist or some other psychological disorder. Or there's some sort of trauma and memory loss, and like taking all of these things that, like, maybe should be treated a little bit more delicately as mental health issues rather than plot points. And
1: just creating and, another unreliable narrative. And just trying
0: to outdo the last one with how outrageous it is. I don't know. One of the books that I have on my list to recommend might kind of fall under that category, but I felt like it was a little bit different. So um, the one that I'm talking about is Stillhouse Lake by Rachel Kane, and this is within like the first chapter. You learn about a woman and her husband was a serial killer. She didn't know about it. They had two young kids. She was super focused on that. Meanwhile, he was out in his woodworking
1: shed—air uh, quotes—like shed. all
0: the time. And she was just like, "Yeah, he needs somewhere to like unwind." And then a drunk driver runs into the shed. They find bad things in there and she needs to go into basically like witness protection and he's in jail that's where it starts it gets pretty outrageous after that but I felt like it was a different take because the focus was on her and fighting for her children Um, I was into the story I didn't feel like it I don't know I just felt like it was different and I think you would like that one too
1: I'm still looking to, like, I'm going to read it sometime. But. Yeah,
0: and it's it's definitely creepy. I like creepy. So I feel like it's a good, like, Halloween read if you don't quite want to go as far as the horror genre, but you want that kind of thriller that is, like, heart-pounding and a little bit creepy. Um, and definitely, like, strong character at the center. And so... And it's a series. I think there are two out right now, and the third one is forthcoming. So... That one I think would work for a summer thriller, page turner, or something. If you want a little bit more creepy thriller in the fall, I like it. Yeah, what um, kind of thrillers are on your list?
1: So I've got kind of two categories, um, in kind of the fast-paced thriller. I've calling them all the, my Jack Bauer types. So like your counterterrorism, CIA, whatever else kind of thing. Think Jason Bourne movies and those type of stuff. Two I really want to talk about are uh, Alex Berenson. uh, And his book series is John Wells is his main character. Uh, First book came out is The Faithful Spy. He was pre-9-11 in the CIA uh, and infiltrated al-Qaeda. And then 9-11 happened. They still had him undercover because he was still trying to get bin Laden and some big higher-ups within the organization. Um, And it's Berenson is a New York Times author, or sorry, writer, and then kind of transitioned over to the novel side.
0: Oh, the, I always think that's interesting when journalists turn to writing. Yeah. And I typically really like their work because I love, journalists are pretty good about using a few words to say a lot. Yeah. And I love when writers can pack a punch without like writing everything and just like sort of short, but great. So.
1: So th- this one is kind of blurring that line between we've got this guy that can do a lot of good. Do we use him on this thing that's happening or do we wait for the big thing? So that's kind of the... He's struggling with whether he should come in from the cold or whether he should stay where he is to kind of... A, for the next big attack after 9-11 and what's going to happen with that. Um, so if you're into like the spy thriller genre, go after Alex Berenson if you haven't read him. I'm going to quick hit some of my other favorites. Uh, Vince Flynn, his Mitch Rapp series are phenomenal loved every single one of them uh, brad thor scott harvath same thing um and then david Baldacci, um, who i'm gonna come up with in my next category but he's got another series with uh, will robbie is kind of that cia assassin turned kind of in the private sector sometimes but that's that jack bauer types is my first one um next one we'll do is like the police detective private investigator stuff um two books that i want to talk about are our game by David Baldacci again. So the series is with uh, Sean King and Michelle Maxwell. They are ex-secret service agents that turn private investigators, and they're trying to investigate this serial killer who is replicating all of the historic famous serial killers, and they're try- So that
0: might be a good one if you like, um, like Hannibal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Any kind of serial killer <laughs> book, I guess. Yeah. but...
1: But that's a long series where he's got like seven or eight books, but that's my favorite. Where... I
0: thought Baldacci just wrote the political
1: No, he's got books. like five or six different series that I like with different characters that I like, and most of them are pretty good, but that's one of my favorite ones.
0: So what was the title of that one again? Our Game. Okay.
1: Um, and then the current series that I'm working through is Robert Kreiss, uh, Elvis Cole, and Joe Pike. They're both private investigators in Los Angeles. They started off as Vietnam veterans and got a agency, and then as it's become more modern, that, that's kind of a weird thing where they're like they started series in the '80s and then now they're still writing them in modern times, where they're like Vietnam veterans that are still young. You know? Oh yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of strange. Yeah, it's, it's weird because you're like your characters are still,
0: but they're not relevant, aging.
1: but they're not aging at all. So, but I would be
0: more interested in them aging and seeing how they're careers develop and maybe bringing on younger people into the folds to train or something.
1: They're kind of taking that backstory of, like, these guys were in Vietnam, um, special forces type stuff, and then translating that into private detectives. And then they do the same thing, modern, but they kind of just move their timeline to the right. So where that's not Vietnam, but they're still getting that experience. Um, I prefer the Joe Pike standalone books where he's kind of a supporting character in the elvis cole side of it he's a former marine who doesn't talk a lot he's kind of like a cormoran strike
0: i was gonna say there's a lot that's reminding me of the cormoran strike series he, and this seems to be a trope and mystery of the veteran turned investigator yeah
1: well when you get paid a lot of money by the military and a lot of training and doing this thing and you don't want to be in the army anymore then it's a quick translation um so like Elvis Cole is more of the sassy smart alecky who's got a Mickey Mouse watch and Joe Pike is this like always wears sunglasses has a hoodie with the sleeves cut off marine type guy
0: they sound like I wouldn't like them
1: they're fantastic though they're they're really really (laughs) fine. okay um so Joe Pike had um after like 10 of the books where he's a supporting character he got his first shot as a main character in the Watchmen Uh, which came out in like 2007, 2006. And then he spawned a couple of standalones while Christ is still writing the series. Um, So The Watchman is one I'm going to recommend for your police, private investigator, detectives. Um, He has to protect an heiress who was witness to a crime. People are trying to kill her. So he's got to like shuffle her around to different places and then protect her from people that are trying to kill her. So I like that one. Um, other ones that I like are uh, Stephen King's, Bill Hodges' Mr. Mercedes series, um, which has been really popular and turned into a TV show, um, and James Patterson's Alex Cross books. So, but I stopped reading those a while ago because it's just kind of got repetitive. But the original ones in the 90s were all fantastic.
0: I... Some of these writers, they're absolutely prolific. I mean, when you say, like, David Baldacci, how many books has that man written?
1: Over James Patterson. I mean,
0: how can they not get repetitive by the time that they've written hundreds of books? Yeah. I guess Stephen King could kind of fall under that category, but somehow he manages to not quite go there because he writes in every genre. But (laughs) I don't know.
1: A couple other ones that I want to just hit are Without Remorse by Tom Clancy. So that's kind of still... He's more of a summer-read blockbuster type guy. I mean, we have mentioned Jack Ryan in a previous episode. Uh, but this one is more a character study, deep dive, psychological into revenge. So this guy, John Kelly, turns into a vigilante after a prostitute that he's developed into a relationship with and got her out of the oh, life. Oh, Lord. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> they, they, they were happy. They were out of the lifestyle. Uh... Oh, gosh things happen and then he just takes revenge on every pimp in baltimore
0: oh man
1: it's been it's really good you'd love it
0: i really would be interested in taking some of these books and applying some of my like feminist literary analysis to these
1: <laughs> white male savior
0: they ha- well it's like it can't just be that it's got to be just the toxic masculinity has got to be ramp rampant through some of these books it
1: was the 90s
0: Oh my goodness! It's uh, remarkable that growing up reading these, you turned out so well.
1: Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Flattery will get oh, you. Oh, I mean, come
0: on. There's so much going on there. there that would be.
1: That's not the vein we want to take this. No. Podcast down. <laughs> um, I wrote this down, and I kind of wanted to hear what you thought. Did you enjoy Dark Places as much as I did? I know we already talked about Gone Girl. Was and that one that Flynn. we listened
0: to on audio? Yes. And was that one turned into a movie?
1: With Charlize Theron,
0: I don't think I ever saw the movie.
1: Um,
0: I did like that one. I just think, um, after reading some of those like really dark psychological thrillers, I needed to have a break from that yeah. for a while.
1: But if you're in the, if you're looking for a psychological thriller, that that's one a was good one. creepy. It had some occult stuff and more flashbacks, and yeah, I want to mm-hmm. try Sharp Objects again. Because it's become so popular and is on HBO. We really just didn't like it because we didn't like the narrator. Yeah, we started to
0: listen to it. and We were like, nope, can't listen. But maybe picking it up in paper format would work.
1: So that's pretty much all I have. Just my kind of like two categories are the Jack Bauer counterterrorism people and then more police private detectives.
0: I have some lady detectives who could show your hyper-masculine veteran-turned-detective macho men a thing or two bring it on let's go so my favorite mysteries are led by ladies who are bucking social norms so i have three series that embody this for me and they're some of my absolute favorites so the first one is the veronica speedwell series by deanna rayborn and um veronica is so much fun She is a um, Victorian um, woman, and she is like, she studies butterflies, which sounds very effeminate and sweet, but she has traveled all over the world, and she's a badass. Um, And she has this man friend, and there's some sort of like sexual tension there, but mostly they like clash and have a lot of like sassy arguments. Um, And so she runs around and solves mysteries. Sounds good, right?
1: It sounds so much like Lady Hardcastle.
0: Yeah, I love that whole thing. And there's just like there's a whole genre of like what you were talking about with the guys turned veterans who are just like taking revenge and rescuing people and blah, blah, blah. There are all these lady detectives over in England. Well, why
1: do they always have to be saving in the, Victor- the day? Why are they always in the Victorian era?
0: They're not. They're not always in the Victorian era.
1: What's Lady Hardcastle considered? Isn't that Victorian era?
0: Um, No, I think that...
1: Post-World War no, I? No, they
0: have cars.
1: Yeah, but it's... Po- okay, post-World War One.
0: No, it's not. Lady Hardcastle is probably pre-World War One. No. Yeah.
1: N- Pre-World War Two, probably. But... No. Post-World War One. I. I don't think so. Early 1900s, whatever. And then, what's this one in the Veronica... Victorian Spielberg? era. Okay.
0: They're not all in the Victorian era. I don't know. This next one sort of is, but <laughs> the one after isn't. Gotcha. The um. So anyway, Veronica Speedwell, she's wonderful. Anyway, um, the Lady Sherlock series by Sherry Thomas is another one of my favorites, and I like a good Sherlock reimagining. Um, the Lady Sherlock series reimagines Sherlock Holmes as a woman. And Watson as a woman and just again ladies bucking social norms, making money, doing what they love. It's awesome.
1: Does she still have the nasty cocaine habit?
0: No. Okay, so this is so this is really fun. Instead of having a cocaine addiction, she is like addicted to sweets.
1: <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> so
0: like she loves like tea and pastries
1: i mean i'm addicted to sugar but it doesn't mean it's the same thing as cocaine it
0: doesn't it's not like the same thing but that's her vice is cakes i don't know if if
1: you're going to reimagine sherlock it's got to be some type of vice for sure but it's got to be destructive no yes that's the that's the whole point of him is that he's got this destructive thing that's killing him that he's addicted to drugs but then he channels whatever high he gets off of that and solves crimes.
0: But what if you are a woman and you have this brain that needs to be put to use and you are just constantly thinking and analyzing and you have this mind that goes unnoticed by the patriarchy and you want to use it. You don't want to just sit and sew and go get married and live off in a manor house. So your drive is to solve mysteries because you have to use this unique brain that you have.
1: Okay, but where's the destruction?
0: The destruction is the patriarchy being smashed.
1: <laughs> That's not the same thing as a cocaine habit.
0: She loves cake.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. But and like me.
0: there's in every book, there's like that tug of war of where she's like, well, I really want another crumpet, but I'm going to leave it on the plate because I had enough sugar today. And I need to go and drink my tea.
1: Does she play the violin?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay, this is weird. I'm just. Saying.
0: You know what? I think if you gave it a chance, you would enjoy the
1: books. I'm sure, mainly because I love Sherlock. Yeah, and I'm sure I would like it.
0: And just like I was saying, the the twists on the original story are so clever that I really appreciate that just as much as I like it as the book itself. Okay. Okay, so this last one is. Um, the heroine is not as sassy per se. Um, she's definitely more serious, and it's definitely, you see a lot more, like, growth and character development, um, but it's the Maisie Dobbs series by Jacqueline Winspear, and Maisie Dobbs was a nurse in World War One. so this series is post-World War One, and sort of, Um, The historical detail and the examination of society at that time is just as remarkable as Maisie Dobbs and her mysteries. So each mystery that she solves has to do with something sort of societal that is a result of the war. She herself has to deal with PTSD from being a nurse and facing attacks. And her fiancé was so severely injured that... um, His mind was gone, basically. Mm, Yeah. So her kind of, um, like, coming up out of that and going on to solve mysteries. And she considers herself a psychologist slash investigator. So a lot of her mysteries are dealing with the psychology of being human and her connecting with the people that she's working with to try and sort of improve their lives as well as getting to the core of the mystery. Okay. So... I really like that one. Um, there are maybe like 10 or 12 books in that series. And I think right now I'm on book five. I just started listening to it. I've been listening to all of them. And I really like the narration. They're great on audiobook. But just the historical detail and um, her as a character. That's a really compelling series.
1: So you've got all the brainy ladies. Yep. And I've got all the brawny men coming back from <laughs> war solving yeah. crimes.
0: And you know what? Maybe, hey, maybe that's the series that we write. Hear me out. <laughs> Time travel.
1: <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Keep Time going. Time
0: travel. Sassy Lady Detective. Sure, yeah. Comes to the future.
1: So, an Outlander reverse. Yeah. But just. But a s- detectives. A s- <laughs> I think we've got gold. This will be brilliant.
0: I'm going to start working on it.
1: <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Oh, um, I have a mystery recommendation that is not a sassy lady detective. Go for it. But I really love this one. And actually, um, I think you would enjoy these a lot. So Anthony Horowitz is writing this series, and it's very meta, where it's like a mystery within a mystery. I really love it. So the first one is Magpie Murders and it was absolutely excellent, and it was like a mystery about a writer writing a mystery, and it was really good. And I don't wanna say too much about it because I think I liked it better because I went in only knowing that much information that it would be kind of meta, and then the rest of it was a lot of fun to figure out. Um, The next one I haven't read, but this is on my list for sure for fall is the word is murder. And again, from what I've heard, it's that sort of like literary meta mystery. But the plots are super compelling. Um, I just think he's doing a really clever thing with the genre. And these are definitely more, they're not super gruesome, but they're also not cozy mysteries. They sit somewhere in the middle. Okay. I almost want to call them literary mysteries because they're super well-written and they're doing interesting things writing wise but they're just as page turning i think as i don't know like a detective novel
1: just not on the gruesome side of like a cormorant strike
0: definitely not as gruesome
1: okay interesting
0: and more quaint english village than like gritty london that kind of thing
1: okay i've got the image in my head
0: yeah but those are really good so i wanted to recommend those especially because i just think they're very perfect for october okay so do you have any mysteries that you are looking forward to reading?
1: Ooh, um, I don't really know new stuff that's come out because mm-hmm. I'm really just trying to read back th- and finish up this series that I just found. I mean, I was looking for these, um, Elvis Cole, Joe Pike books for a while, just at bookstores. Yeah. Cause I found one of the newer ones and read through all of the Joe Pike standalones. And then now that I found all of the old ones, I kind of want to get through those. But I don't really have anything new that I'm trying to get through.
0: Well, one thing that I noticed as I was looking at the list on here was I was looking at all the authors that I listed. And I was like, oh, I have literally only one author that is not white on my mystery list. And... We can go and we can blame publishers for this, but really, like it's on me to like seek out more diverse mysteries, and that's something that's been a goal in my reading life for the past two years is just to make sure that I'm reading more authors of color and I have to say, just like based on a Google search, it was harder to find authors of color in this genre than a lot of the other genres that I read.
1: I'd agree with that. I don't know then, why that is, but well, it's... Well,
0: yeah, I'm I'm interested in learning more about that from a publishing standpoint. You've got to imagine there are authors of color who are writing mysteries. Are they not getting published? Anyway, there's probably a whole thing that we could get into and research there. But um, there are two authors that I noted that I really want to get on my book pile. So um, Attica Locke is one of the first authors that comes up with that basic search for mysteries by diverse authors. Um, two books that I want to read, The Cutting Season and Bluebird, Bluebird. And I actually sent you the description for Bluebird, Bluebird. It's a detective story. Has to do with some like racial tension, I think, in Texas. Okay. Um, but I'm really excited to add... Um, those books to my TBR pile. Um, and then the other one, um, I think that I remember hearing about this series on a Book Riot podcast. The um, first one is The Unquiet Dead by Ozma Khan, and she's a Canadian Muslim author. And so um, her crime novels sort of deal with societal issues in Canada. And so I thought that that series sounded super interesting. And there are quite a few books in that series already. So I'm really looking forward to picking up The Unquiet Dead. So those are um, just a couple of authors that I'm really looking forward to meeting the other books. A couple of other books that I'm looking forward to reading this fall. I've never read anything by Louise Penny.
1: I don't even know who that is.
0: Anne Bogle's favorite author. (laughs) I mean, well, I shouldn't speak for Anne.
1: You don't speak
0: one me. One of Anne Bogle's favorite authors. And there she has a huge following. Louise Penny. Okay. I mean, Anne does too. But Louise Penny has this huge following. Canadian detective stories. Um, Inspector Gamache is her main character. Okay. Writes, like, small town kind of quiet mysteries. Are you
1: saying Gamache or Ganache?
0: Gamache with an M. Oh. Continue. You would love Inspector Ganache. Hey, save that name for our mystery series. He's a pastry chef, but he runs a PI service out of the back of his bake shop.
1: So we could talk about our favorite things, crime and pastries?
0: Well, you love pastries. I
1: do love pastries.
0: I love crime. Not not committing.
1: Just solving.
0: Solving. (laughs) Anyway... Louise Penny, Inspector Gamache. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting into that series. And then finally, Agatha Christie has a book literally called "Halloween Party" that I'm going to read this year for Halloween. And I think that sounds like a fun use of my time.
1: <laughs> I would. <100% laughs> Who doesn't love it?
0: Agatha Christie?
1: She's the best. Did, we need to watch that new "Murder on the Orient Express."
0: I don't think it's worth it.
1: Kenneth Branagh as Poirot.
0: <laughs> I heard it's pretty sucky. Oh my
1: goodness. Don't believe everything you read.
0: I would rather just go watch the regular Poirot Mysteries, but to be honest, I prefer reading them because watching them isn't that exciting.
1: No. My grandma loves them. And my grandpa. Yeah. We just never really get into it.
0: Maybe when we're in our 70s, that'll be our favorite show.
1: And looking for stuff to watch. Yeah. Use their old DVDs.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so in the vein of October thrillers and mysteries we'll talk about favorite Halloween traditions or what we like to do around that time of year for
0: our recommendations of the week
1: what do you have as far as what do you like to watch or read during Halloween
0: hocus pocus of course
1: (laughs) it's all hocus pocus
0: and you know I think that movie has gained sort of like cult classic status over the last couple of years but it was genuinely one of my favorite movies when I was younger and it's mostly because I watched it with my dad. And you know the experience of watching something with my dad and yeah. his laugh. And then he <laughs> makes me laugh. And then my laugh makes him laugh. And we're just laughing at each other's laughs. That's watching Hocus Pocus. That's
1: a perfect cycle.
0: So um, I, I pretty much love that movie. I don't like anything too scary.
1: Yeah, I used to be more into like the slasher saw movies around october but i don't really watch them anymore um i do still love scream Scream's still my probably favorite scary movie ever because it's like it knows what it is and kind of is communicating fourth wall like with people so that's if i'm watching anything for halloween for a scary movie it's scream
0: i was thinking of maybe um working on a backlog of true crime documentaries on netflix that we haven't gotten to yeah maybe that but we'll see. Maybe that'll be another recommendation of the week if we find some that we like. Okay, let's let's remind everyone about our buddy read and how this is going to work. So once a month, we are reading a book together, and then at the end of that month, we're discussing it on the podcast. So we have both been reading A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab, and at the end of this month, at the end of October, I believe actually on Halloween that episode is releasing
1: nice good timing
0: no the day before perfect october 30th we will release our discussion of a darker shade of magic so uh, we're hoping that a lot of our listeners will sort of read along with us throughout the month i know that we're getting to maybe like a time crunch period with that but we are giving away a copy of the book on instagram and social media so Head to our Instagram page at HeRed to get details for the giveaway of A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And please pick it up and read along with us. It's really good so far. And I am not as huge of a fantasy nerd as you are.
1: But that's why I'm liking that you're enjoying it.
0: But I'm really loving it. And I don't think that you have to love fantasy in order to enjoy the book. No. I think as long as you like adventure and good characters... And sassy heroines. True. And sort of like a mystery element, it's a heist. So I think that all of those things combined, good chance of liking it. But anyway, look for those details at He Read, she Read on Instagram. Follow us there. Um, and please email us or send us your listener questions. We're running low on that list. So you can send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our show notes, especially for episodes like this, where we're just throwing a lot of book titles at you. You might want to look at our show notes, and those can be found at hereadsheread.org. And please subscribe to the podcast so that you can see whenever we throw a new episode at you. And it would mean a lot if you also left a review, because that's how more bookworms can find us.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, the couple that reads together
0: doesn't just solve mysteries in their spare time they write mysteries about time traveling victorian ladies who meet hardened bitter veterans turned pastry chefs
1: we need to shorten that
0: this is this is really gonna be a hit